0: Welcome to the Um UM-YAH Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the September 12th episode of the Um UM-YAH Sports Podcast. It's your Monday edition of the show, with week one of the NFL regular season almost fully in the books. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, if you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please do that by hitting that subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. That'll let you know when new episodes are available. Also, we have a a news and information website specifically related to sports only sports you can find that at www.umyasports.com that's a place you can go throughout the day get your sports news and information curated from around the socials around the internet we bring it all together free of ads free of cost to you and uh, we welcome you to check that out also we would love to hear from you we are on twitter over at um yeah sports so please jump on to the old twitter there and say hi we'd love to love to hear from you hey john how are you Doing well. How are you? I am excellent. We have been football crazy for this past, you know, I don't know, week, but certainly this weekend was crammed starting Thursday night with the kickoff of the NFL season. Rams taking on uh, the Buffalo Bills um, and not performing too well. Uh, Bills are looking really good uh, as they kick off this year's run toward uh, toward the Super Bowl, they hope. Uh, and then just amazing college football all weekend, NFL football action yesterday ending the night with uh, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers beating the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, one thing I know that uh, you want to talk about as we jump in is uh, is related to that game before we jump in and just kind of talk some week one football. Dak Prescott uh, injured his hand in that game. Looks like he's going to be out for four to six weeks. Yeah. It? Yeah.
1: So that's... A big loss for the That's Cowboys. A huge
0: loss for the Cowboys. That's enough of your season taken away. Uh, that you know it's going to be a struggle to recover from. I don't know who Who's their backup? Cooper Rush. Okay. Okay. Um, Cooper so, Rush. Okay. Um, I'm imagining there's a big fall off between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush.
1: It depends on who you ask. Okay. Um, I think in a lot of ways, the Dallas Cowboys already kind of ruined themselves before the season began because they got rid of Amari Cooper to the Dallas or to the uh, Browns. And now they, and then they got rid of multiple other wide receivers that were kind of turning on and actually playing pretty decently for themselves. And then they replaced them with guys you've probably never even heard of. And yeah. uh, and then they kept, obviously, C.D. Lamb. And then the other wide receiver, um, Gallup, is injured. So he wasn't able to play. So basically, they were just kind of playing with the bottom of the barrel other than C.D. Lamb. Uh, and then Ezekielia obviously didn't play all that great. Had a couple of good rushes. And then Dak Prescott going down pretty much seals your yeah. fate yeah. as far as your season's concerned. Because he was out the six weeks. That gives you nine games left in the season um, to turn things around. And it's not a lot. Usually at that time, teams are either really good or really bad. And yeah. it's not really the time that you turn around a season all that frequently. So that's not good for them. Um, the other thing that came out of that game was – the loss of of uh, Chris Godwin for the Bucks, which yeah, the hamstring injury.
0: And did they give you a time frame on that one yet?
1: They say multiple weeks, but it's not as okay. severe as it could have been. So okay, well that's, that's good. Good, good. Because he
0: was getting some, he was getting some targets there. I was looking. He was playing well until he yeah. ended
1: up injuring him. So multiple guys, multiple defenders on the Ravens and the Eagles both injured and are out for the season from MCL injuries and ACL injuries. So a lot of injuries went down last week. Uh, Yesterday. And also, Najee Harris had an injury, but it seems like he'll be fine. But with Dak Prescott, that's one of those that he has been having a lot of trouble the last few seasons staying on the football field, whether it's the big leg injury uh, and now this hand injury that, I mean, he got crammed uh, by Shaq Barrett and his hand just kind of hit his hand and kind of just folded on itself. He could yeah. tell he was in pain and ran off to the sideline right away. So that was uh, not a great situation for the Cowboys. But as far as Chris Godwin, I mean Julio Jones stepped up last night and played really well and get a lot, got a lot of completions for Tom Brady and Tom Brady. um There's all that offseason stuff. Yep,
0: and everything like that. It seems like he hasn't he lost his step at all. No, looked pretty darn good. Not Deep great from a, good and everything. Not great from a fantasy points perspective, but pretty good from a manage your team and win a game perspective.
1: Yeah, well, I mean Tom Brady's not the running quarterback, so you're yeah. not going to get you know the amount of points you're going to get from Patrick Mahomes or something like that, yeah. but. You know, okay. consistent
0: points. That's right, consistent, that consistent production. All right, so uh, week one, week one's in the books. What do we think? What are your What are your impressions? Uh, and and we can we can range across college and in the NFL if you want. But probably kind of stick in one lane or the other at a time.
1: Yeah, um, I think in a lot of ways with the NFL, we got to see um Devontae adams play first time with the raiders uh and they will be using him a ton uh he was able to really be one of the most productive members of that raiders team and if they were playing someone other than the chargers they probably would have ended up winning the game that just the pass rush was too good with khalil Mack uh getting to getting to um Derek carr consistently and, and getting a lot of sacks and pressures causing multiple turnovers but with with uh Devontae adams There's going to be a little bit of a chemistry thing that they're going to build on because Derek Carr had one play where he could have got him in the touchdown, underthrew him a little bit, so they're just kind of learning and feeling each other out, but multiple times he found himself wide open, and Derek Carr just put a little air underneath it, and Devontae Adams did the rest, so that's going to be a nice little chemistry brew in there for the rest of the season, and hopefully into the playoffs, but that AFC, those that game is going to be a game that we'll probably end up seeing again at the end of the season. But overall, really well done on both sides. It was good to see the defense play on both sides, see what they look like after the Raiders spent a bunch of money and got a bunch of guys to come in. It seems like that's going to turn out just fine for them. And then if you look at the Chargers, Justin Herbert kind of picked up where he left off last season. Literally had a guy wrapped around his leg, and he somehow still delivered a perfect strike. Uh, for completion, made a bunch of threading-the-needle-type plays, uh, just sl- uh, threw the ball over the field, and was making tons of completions, tons of comp- uh, touchdowns, and giving me plenty of fancy points to go along with it. So that was all very positive. Uh, and then, like I said, Cleo Mack made a lasting impression along with Joey Bozo. So they're going to have a good, uh, a good season. It kind of feels like that game was probably the most positive out of the ones I was able to watch. Now, on Wednesday, we'll continue because there's some and college and some NFL games. I wasn't able to watch all of them, but uh, one of the other games that we everyone's talking about is the Patriots and the Dolphins game where Tyreek Hill came on for the first time and played, Yeah, and they love to give him the football. I mean... Sure,
0: well, why would you not?
1: Tyreek... L- You know, it's going to be a perfect situation. I think we talked about it on Sneaky Good quite a bit, where I mentioned they can't force Tua into trying to throw it very far down the field all the time. They need to give him the short stuff. And that's exactly the scheme that they cooked up for him. And it worked out tremendously, where they were able to give Tyreek Hill opportunities, not a whole lot of bad throws, not a whole lot of inaccurate throws, got him involved early and often. And he just, you know, went to town on the the cornerbacks, running past everybody and, and getting quite a few. Yards and then also opened up Jalen Waddle for a huge touchdown pass where he got into the end zone, got some fancy points there. So both those guys got opportunities. Uh, and I mean, defensively as well for this Miami Dolphins team, they really went after Mac Jones, gave him a ton of issues, uh, really made it impossible for him to throw it anywhere, shut down all of his options, and got even a strip sack fumble. Um, so that was good to for a touchdown. Got multiple interceptions multiple tackles for losses if you're the Miami Dolphins, and I think they only let up, like, one touchdown. So they played extremely well. The thing that probably was the weak point for the Dolphins team was, you know, I think at right now they're in a situation where Tyree Kill and Tua are just going to build and build and build, and eventually they're going to be able to rip off those huge plays. But for now, really liking where we're seeing the Miami Dolphins at, I think they're going to have I've been thinking Tua season.
0: might be a good backup pickup.
1: I've been thinking the same thing because – Tua I think is one of those players that is being neglected a little bit around the league because of what happened last season and his inability to stay on the field. But I think he was also being uh, coached wrong and the players that he had around him weren't good enough to play around him. So now he's in a completely different situation. He doesn't have to launch down the field the whole time and he's going to have more opportunities to make the, you know, safe throws. As far as Matt Jones is concerned, this Patriots team, they did not look any better. Um, They looked, just as bad as they have been, pl- pl- or have been, have been playing. The only good players were the running backs and Jacoby Myers. Literally, that's their entire offense, and those are the only players that were able to do anything the entire time. Matt Jones had the privilege of getting hit multiple times by the pass rush of the Patriots, and really couldn't get anything going. His uh, cornerbacks on defense struggled with keeping up with Tyree Kill and any of the other wide receivers. It was just a brutal experience for for uh, for Patriots fans. But I do think that the defensive line for the Patriots might be the strong suit of that team just because they're able to get to a little bit, get some sacks, make some plays. And not to say the cornerbacks were always burned, but they were for a vast majority of the game. And that's what matters, that they weren't always able to do what they needed to do. Um, And I think the Patriots are on a long way from being a good football team right now. They're not where they need to be. Their running game needs to be their strong point. They need to just lay into that and just use it or they need to get rid of their two offensive coordinators and invest in someone that knows what they're doing and play from there. But Belichick's going to try to keep bailing th- themselves out and try to keep working and working and working at this scheme. They just need to be careful uh, not to ruin A, Mac Jones, but also not to ruin the talent that they have on this football squad because it's not a bad football squad with their running backs. I think are probably the strong suit and then their defense, I think, given time, will become very good. So that was kind of hard for for watching but the game that was really hard for uh to watch was the Packers mm. absolutely getting throttled by the Vikings. Yeah, what happened there? Um I think Aaron Rodgers is going to blame his wide receivers, but in a lot he of ways I think
0: his, doesn't have Adams there to
1: I think in a lot of ways he's just he just struggled. It, it was just everyone was struggling on that football field. Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball too high, getting intercepted, didn't have any time in the pocket, getting sacked, no one was there to you know done the ball off to getting hit quite a bit not something he's very used to and he was just trying to figure out how to get some life into the offense couldn't do it his defense was getting burned by justin jefferson who got 40 fantasy points uh and got like 183 yards and multiple touchdowns was basically just walking all over the team wide open no challenge no cornerback there even within a, a few yards of him and you know just got anything he wanted and i think in a lot of ways the packers isn't one of the teams you can really count on all that scene just because of their talent. And last season, we tried the same thing, but that was with a Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers team. This is just Aaron Rodgers. So at this point, I don't know. I think it's, I don't, I don't think you can count anyone out week one, but this is not the way you want to continue. It's a good time to p- press the brakes, see what's going out, going wrong, and then work back, back through. The only good players were the veterans, Tunyon. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, and uh, Romeo Dubs got a few plays for himself as well. But, I mean, the first play out of the gate for the Packers, the wide receiver, the rookie, was wide open all by himself, could have got a touchdown, drops it, just lets it slip through his hands, and Aaron Rodgers was not happy about that. So a lot to work on, a lot to grow on if you're you're the Packers, and they're going to have to do it. And then the other team I was able to watch was the Bears and the 49ers, and the Bears actually ended up beating the 49ers um at home which was one of the many upsets that were happening. i don't even know did you see that the titans ended up losing to the giants by one point by the one point yeah um so that's they were all pretty happy about that but i think in a lot of ways if you're if you're the 49ers i don't know what we expect from from uh trey lance he's literally playing basically his first game and the water is literally dusting up off the field as they're running and he's trying to make plays. And yes, nothing's gonna be perfect, but the Bears were doing such an excellent job of, you know, closing the pockets around him and just making life extremely difficult on all the 49er players and were acting like he didn't play well enough. And I think in a lot of ways he did play re- reasonably well for what the conditions were and where he's at. As a football player. No, he didn't score any touchdowns. Yes, he threw a couple interceptions. But still, he was finding the open guy, making plays, throwing the ball, doing the quick stuff, trying to get the ball out of his hands. But it's going to be slippery. And it's going to be hard for players to make plays. That's just how it works. Um, and I think a lot of ways we're just kind of jumping on Trey Lance too early. I think he needs more time to kind of grow and learn and learn the offense. And he needs to play in a climate that's more natural than dumping down rain yeah. the entire time. And then if you're Justin Fields... You know, beating the 49ers is huge. Getting getting that victory, playing, playing to the point where you ended up getting that victory. But yep. in a lot of ways, that was just bad defense and just letting huge plays open up and letting them just run all over you if you're if you're the 49ers. And I think that's a good starting point for this Bears team. Get a victory out of the gate. That's exactly what you needed to do. So I think that was also a really big positive. But there's some other games I wanted to see. Didn't have been able to. But I have the college game that I watched personally, and I have a couple more I want to watch. We'll talk about them on Wednesday. Was the uh, was the the t- Alabama Texans game? Yeah, which came down to the very last second. But I mean, that game was ridiculous. If you're Alabama, they they just let it slip by them. They yep. had tons of penalties. Then they had like a hundred yards worth of penalties, is like the most in Al- Nick Saban history hmm. uh, era. Uh, so really did not play well. We're struggling the entire time. Couldn't sustain a drive. Texas was just walking all over them, getting play, getting touchdowns, making the big play. You wonder how much uh,
0: Sarkeesian's uh, knowledge of the Alabama offense probably uh, helped quite a, helped a bit them. They sh- should have won the game because the
1: defenders. For those shoots... that don't know, oh, sorry, uh, the,
0: the uh, yeah, the Longhorns coach Steve Sarkeesian was the offensive coordinator for Alabama for uh, a few years as he was trying to rehabilitate his coaching career after a couple of failed stints as a head coach
1: yep and i think in a lot of ways they could have won it if they just played one more play where the texas pl- uh, texas player shoots the gap really well He comes straight in at bryce young but the issue was bryce young just just ducks down the defender goes right over his back slides out of the way they he yeah. skimpers for a 15-yard play which ended up setting up the game-winning field goal so that was kind of a brutal way to win or lose um, if you're if you're Texas, but offensively the Texas uh, Texas team lost two quarterbacks in the course of the game. One's out they're starting quarterback, so I think for like multiple multiple weeks, so that sucks for them. And, and he was playing really well and making really good plays. I mean, even the defense the entire time from the very beginning of the game looked bad for if you're Alabama getting knotted up at ten apiece right before halftime, and then you really couldn't get anything going to the end of the game. So that was a very interesting game. But I think it puts Texas on a lot of people's radars as a fact of a team that could eventually get an upset of a top 25 team. Wouldn't be unheard of. I mean, Marshall just upset Notre Dame. uh, And then Appalachian State just upset a team. I can't remember who they upset, but they got them. And then Kentucky beats Florida, which Florida was the top team, the 12th team. They were 20, so they'll move up. So a lot of ways there's college football's full upsets, and I think – now Texas is going to be like the Gamecocks, which is a team that could eventually, if you're not careful and sleep on them too much, could end up biting you.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh, we've got a we've got a, a football game coming up tonight. Don't know if you know about that yes, Monday Night I Football. Do. It's uh, a kicks off the another revenge game, regular season today. And Russell Wilson will be making the short flight from Denver to Seattle to return uh, to return to his old home to play against his old team. How about that? Is he going to get booed? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think it's oh, going to yeah. be. I think it. I think the boo birds be out. They're going to come out. They're going to boo him incessantly.
1: No question. I. I it, there's already, so much
0: has come out in the last couple of weeks. I know. There's, last week or there's so. There's
1: always the silent drama. It's it's without fail. There's always like, it seems fine between the players, and then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, what happened? He, he just yeah. got went to a different team. Oh, there's this article yeah, about it's this never, and it's this, never this just and like this and this. And this, yeah. this you know, yeah. and this guy was pissed about this, and you know. Eventually leading to the dismissal of Russell Wilson to the Denver Broncos. And
0: now now you're at where, where you're at. I, I think he's going to come back home and they're going to stomp the Seahawks. Oh, well the, well, It's going to be a stomp. So
1: I think this game is going to test the temperature of this team defensively. Because they invested so much draft options and they went with so many rookies and they're trying to build it in the last couple seasons. This is really going to be the test. Because Pete Carroll knows Russell Wilson's tendencies. There's no way he doesn't. I mean, he coached him since he was a rookie. He knows what he likes, what he doesn't like. He should be able to dial up some type of scheme that at least keeps Russell Wilson in check. If he does not, this team could be in the running for the number one overall draft choice. Like, There's not really any in-between here. Because every team around the league is getting better. The Lions almost beat the Eagles, and everyone's hyped about the Eagles. The Giants beat the Tennessee Titans. The Jets aren't any better. They're still where they're at. The Commanders and the Was- or in the Jaguars, they were both locked into a pretty uh, heavy head-to-head. Every team except the Dallas Cowboys won in that division. So the Giants, the Washington football team, the Eagles all got a W. So everything is moving to the direction of teams are getting better. And if you're behind that curve, you're behind that curve by a stretch. Now, obviously, it's week one. I don't like to make overreactions, but if they do not play well defensively, and I did this poll uh, on Twitter about, like, will Russell and Wilson win it? and I think this is really going to be a huge game to test where this team is at because they could be really far back and they need to do a lot more revamping or they could be right there. And the only way you're really going to test that is, is there positives? Is there a sack? Is there an interception? Is there drive stalling? Is there punts? Is there anything like that getting involved in this game? If not, they're screwed. Uh, and the only player that I hope does well in Seattle is DK Metcalf because I do need some points from him. Uh, that's why I picked him up. But Geno is going to have to use DK Metcalf in- insanely because Tyler Locke is not going to get that many touches. Geno Smith doesn't have the moon ball of Russell Wilson where he's going to be able to lay it right on the chalk and let Tyler could do the amazing toe tab. That's not going to happen. And Kenneth Walker... Uh, it, I think it has an injury right now. He's battling through. So Rashard Penny's probably going to be used. How's yep. that offensive line? How are they sitting? All that's going to be answered tonight. Yep. How well did they draft? Did yep. they draft well at all? Depends. And was it smart to stay with Geno Smith and Drew Locke, or should they have gone with a quarterback in the draft? Because there was plenty there, mm-hmm. just for the taking. They passed it up. Did Pete Carroll make the right decision, or was he not in the right decision? making state
0: when the draft rolled around right
1: that's all going to be depending on tonight and the kickoff is less than an hour away and we get to hear joe buck and troy aikman for okay. Monday Night okay all right
0: very good well i think that's a good stopping point i agree let's go watch some monday night football shall we sounds awesome all right listeners thank you for listening we appreciate you like i said if you haven't subscribed please do subscribe uh that helps us and it helps you so that's a win-win awesome thank you for listening we appreciate you we'll catch you on wednesday